We still are connected with those families and those parents. Um, so it's very long lasting. Now, I, I can't pinpoint to the why behind what I'm getting ready to yeah, tell you. Yeah. So 80% of our children have to be on free and reduced lunch. But what we've seen is the longer the families are there, the more their incomes begin to increase over time. Wow. wow. Right? I'm not saying that yeah. that's because of new hope. But what I am saying is, again, what's different about those parents is that they want something better for their child. Studies show that a strong elementary school education makes a lifelong impact. Hi, and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Glad you stopped by on the program today, friend. I'm looking forward to talking about an incredible ministry, maybe one of the best-kept secrets in our city when it comes to educating your children, New Hope Christian Academy. Can you believe it's been in the city for 25 years? What is New Hope all about? Well, we're going to talk about it. We're going to unpack all of the great things that the ministry is doing, the success stories, and welcome to the microphones today, a longtime friend, Amy Sparopoulos. Hi. Amy, how are you doing? Doing great. Thank you so much. Well, since 1994, you've had a television career here in the city. Right. All the local TV stations, right? I know. I jokingly tell people, I said, said, after I worked at all four and I never was fired in 30 years, my husband said, you know, it's time for a new chapter. (laughs) And ironically enough, that's when God opened a new chapter at New Hope Christian Academy for me. So it was a blessing. And you've also had your own show on Local 20. Four, I did. The morning I show. did. Yeah, six years we did that. So wow. it was a lot of fun. That was yeah. a lot of early mornings, too. It was right? a lot of early mornings, yes. <laughs> Not quite 2 a.m., but 6 a.m. So, yeah. Well, I was really excited when you sent me this email and said, hey, would you talk to us about New Hope Christian Academy? I, I really want you to meet uh, Lionel Cable, who's the head of school. Yes. Lionel, welcome to the program. Glad you stopped by with Amy. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Byron. And you were saying that you've been in this position for about four years now, I believe. Yes, sir, about four years. And so prior coming to New Hope, where were you? And tell me some of your backstory. All right. Um, so not originally from Memphis, but I think, uh, you know, I've been here long enough to call myself a Memphian now. I was born in Seattle, Washington, then from Seattle to Yakima, Washington, then from Yakima, Washington to Topeka, Kansas, then from Topeka, Kansas to Memphis. Uh, you probably ask, well, why'd you move so much? Uh, well, at the time, my dad um, was a pastor in the AME denomination. Of course, there's a bishop that appoints you. It was just a church calling that brought my family here to Memphis. Um, did a year of my last year of high school at Overton High School. Mom's a teacher, um, and just education has always been in my family. So I decided to be a teacher. Started out in Memphis City Schools at Longview Middle School. Stayed there for about a year. Then from there to Ridgeway Middle School. Then back to my alma mater, Overton High School uh, as a teacher. Yeah. And then assistant principal at White Station Middle School. Okay. Then from White Station Middle School to Douglas K-8 as principal, um, and then from Douglas K-8 to the board as an instructional leadership director. Then four and a half years ago, I get a call uh, about a school tucked away in Fraser called New Hope. Um, and God opened that door, and I've been there since. It really a, a neat story, Lionel. And you've walked through public education. You've got some experience there in public education, and there are really some challenges that are facing public education. I'm sure you've discovered them to be you know, classroom size, poverty, family factors, technology, bullying, student attitude and behaviors, no child left behind. And really, I think one of the biggest things is parent involvement. There's a big disconnect there. So talk about some of those challenges that you've seen in public education. 
Boy, just going back to my story, my parents, they could not afford private education. Um, you know, and New Hope, we aim to really just change that. We just want the best education for a child. Um, and we understand that parents, oftentimes where they live, that's where their child has to go to school. Uh, and New Hope, we've been around for 25 years and teaching, learning and discipleship are our, our three keys. Um, it's walking alongside parents. That's what makes New Hope so special. You know, the relationship starts at the age of three when the children enter our doors, um, um, all the way until, you know, the adulthood. We, yeah. we have a running joke. Right. We support our children from the age of three to the grave, and mm-hmm. we do. So I think it's just by the grace of God, we've been able to just really impact Memphis in a great way. And I understand that in public schools, there are um, lots of things that happen. Some things, um, you know. Beyond our control. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's beyond our life. control. Yeah. And Absolutely. It, and it's yeah. life. Yeah. Um, but I think what's also neat about New Hope is that 80% of our children have to be on free and reduced lunch. Mm. So the same children that go to a public school, we serve those exact same children. Um, but I think what, again, makes us really different, it's one, the relationships, but then the discipleship piece. All too often in public schools, not all too often, but period, God is not present there because, you know, that separation, right? But for us, that's extremely important. We want to plant the seed of the gospel in our children from day one. Yeah. And when you mentioned discipleship, and I I know our pastor, our church has been putting heavy emphasis on that. And even this past Sunday made the comment, discipleship is not something people want to do. You're doing life with people. Mm-hmm. And there's struggles, there's ups and downs, there's joys, there's victories. Right. But it can get messy when you're trying to disciple someone. Mm-hmm. I think Jesus showed that, didn't he, Amy, in the scriptures? Absolutely. When we look at the disciples yes. that he, he mentored yes. and, and walked alongside those three years right. that he did his right. earthly ministry. Yeah. Right. And I think it's important to point out, and just to piggyback off what Lionel said, it's easy to talk about things when life is going well. Yeah. It's more difficult to talk about things, however, when we're in the midst of a struggle. I've shared this with people before. When my husband and I moved to Memphis, I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama. He grew up in St. Louis. And when we grew up, only the rich kids went to private schools, much less a private Christian education. It just was not accessible at all. So we were products of the public school. So when we moved here, you know, and people started talking about my child goes to this school or this school or this school, we were like, oh, we're just going to be good to get them in a, you know, a school and and studying and things. And the reality that I had faced, I was the result of a single mom. My mother worked several jobs to really just make ends meet. We were both working parents and, you know, I mean, we were trying to just get food on the table, you know. So when when I learned about the things that New Hope was doing and making uh, education accessible to all children across the board, it was just like a light went off in in my head. And I I thought, wow, God has been doing this amazing work in Frazier and really beyond the area of Frazier to reach kids and reach parents, too. Because I think once you plant the seed with children, I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful if your eight-year-old came to you and say, hey, guess what I learned at school? John 316. I mean, Mm -hmm. like I just got chilled because I would be like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? What a beautiful thing that is. Yeah. And I've heard stories where students, as you mentioned, are hearing and being transformed in the classroom in a Mm. a program like New Hope, other Mm -hmm. schools that have similar philosophies, Mm -hmm. and they are ministering to their entire family. I go back in public education to when segregation, you know, schools are integrated when I was in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. I remember all the protests, all the boycotts, happiness is walking to your neighborhood school, didn't want busing to happen. Also remember, sadly enough, where not all but some churches 
created private schools. Right, called segregation academies. Yes. So oddly enough, um, where we are located in Frazier, um, the, the school is, it's called Skyview Academy, was one of those. And New Hope is actually located inside of their building now. How ironic. So it's amazing how God works. <laughs> yes. Mm. You mentioned that your students basically come from the same neighborhood Mm -hmm. that students are going to public school. So really, their home environment is very similar. Right. But I think there is one one difference. So, no, we're, we're not free. Um, and the parents have to have skin in the game. But what is different? Well, let me say this. I think all parents are the same regardless of where, where we live. What I mean by that is they want better for their child. Yes. Um, you know, my daughter, Reese Elizabeth, and, and um, you know, my wife, Tammy, we want what's best for and we will do whatever we can to make that happen. There are some parents who may not have the means to make that happen. Um, so that's where New Hope comes in. Um, and what makes those parents different is, no, they may not have a lot of money, but they do have a long-range vision for their child. So they're seeking something different. They're not, they're not quite sure what it is, but that's why New Hope comes along beside them. And we present this opportunity for that parent and that child just to receive a high-quality Christian education. Right. Yesterday, I was on location at one of our clients, assisted living home for senior adults, and I was getting uh, recordings from testimonies from the residents, and they kept referring back to the staff. It's the people here that they really loved. Mm -hmm. And so in order to have an organization like New Hope, you've got to have a good staff, teachers. I mean, so Mm -hmm. what qualifies someone to be a teacher at New Hope? Mm. They have to love Jesus, first and foremost, and they have to love children. Um, Everything else, you know, we can work around. As a matter of fact, when the school started 25 years ago, through the the vision of Stephen Carpenter and, you know, his help, Lila McSwain, neither of them had any experience in education. They just knew that God put this vision in front of them, and they had support around that vision, and they just rolled up their sleeves and like I said, they knocked on doors downtown 25 years ago in the middle of the Lauderdale Courts housing community, and they got 27 families to commit. I and mean, just through sheer will, <laughs> a lot of mistakes, and they'll be the first to tell you, uh, we've grown to 420 families today uh, with an extremely high success rate. 99% of our kids graduate from high school. 69% of our kids either enrolled in college, have gotten their college degree, military, some certification um, type of program, but God used Lila and Stephen to do something yes. really great. Yeah, Really, the work is investing in these kids and giving mm-hmm. them that quality education that faith-based foundation of education. But I'm sure that also lends opportunities to get into the home and touch the parents' lives. It's a long-term relationship. And I want to digress for a second. So we've got um, 72 educators on staff now, and they are the very best in the city, period. I don't often get the opportunity to say that. Nobody competes. Uh, That's right. You know, uh, in a forum such as this. So if any of them are listening, mm. you know, Mr. Cable loves you. And I'm just yes. so grateful for the work that you guys do every day for our children. Uh, even in the midst of a pandemic, we were able to keep our doors open and our children were back at school uh, during all of that and the entire staff they were selfless uh, and i will always be grateful and i know the parents will be grateful also now going back to your question about the home so new hope we're not a covenant school uh, meaning that parents don't have to be believers or the families don't have to be believers in order for their children to attend however there is an understanding that your child is going to be exposed to the word of god every single day and we're never going to uh, veer from that so with the parents understanding that we begin to build 
build uh, just a really strong relationship with them so that we can get to know the family. Whatever uh, the need is, we want to try to meet them where they are, or we want to try to be a facilitator, pointing families in the right direction if they need services of some sort. And the relationship, Byron, our first graduating class was around, I guess, 2006 or so, and we still are connected with those families and those parents. Now, I can't pinpoint to the why behind what I'm getting ready to yeah, tell you. Yeah. So 80% of our children have to be on free and reduced lunch, but what we've seen is the longer the families are there, the more their incomes begin to increase over time. Wow. wow. Right? I'm not saying that yeah. that's because of new hope, but what I am saying is, again, what's different about those parents is that they want something better for their child, right. which is why they're sending them to new hope, but something's happening, you know, and I would like to think that it is the gospel that's being planted in the children. It has a way of impacting the families as well. So it's really just a long-term commitment on our end, really getting to know parents, what they need, and then again, just walking them through to the finish line. Outside the school hours, are there times that you reach into the community mm-hmm. to serve the community? So 51% of our families live in the, the 38127, 38128 zip code. We are in Frazier, uh, and we own that, and we want to support just really the Frazier community altogether. But I will also tell you, you know, we're very clear about our mission. We are a school first. We're a school with a really big heart, but there's a difference between a school that's got a mission and a rescue mission. Uh, So there are lots of organizations who we try to partner with. If there are issues that come about or things that, that parents need help with, we want to be that connector. We can't take on every problem because then there's mission creep. Yeah. Uh, our ultimate goal is to get the child across the finish line. But we also understand that if a, a parent needs food or a light bill paid or something like that, we want to make sure that we partner with other organizations who specialize in that. So that way we can immediately meet that need. And then, you know, yes. little John's got to right. be back to school the yeah, next exactly. day yeah. so yeah. that we can get them across that finish line. And recruiting students, what is the process for doing that? So there is an ad- admissions process. Um, And I'm glad you actually said what you said. So for 25 years, we've been one of the best kept secrets in Memphis. We don't want that any longer. That's why we're here today. Exactly. (laughs) That's right. Um, You know, the education that we can provide, it's for everyone. Currently, we serve families from 40 different zip codes. The bulk of the families are coming from that Frazier area, North Memphis area. But private Christian education and just private education in general has gotten really expensive. Yes. Going back to my story, parents couldn't afford it. If we had a new hope, I guarantee you my parents would have had me there. So if there are any parents listening today, private education, it is affordable, especially a private Christian education at New Hope. And we we are always trying to attract new families. We're actually in admission season right now. We start at the age of three in our PK program all the way through sixth grade. So obviously the three keys, teaching, learning, and discipleship, you know, we're going to pour into your children that way. But there's another side of it that I think is also the best kept secret. So 99% of our families receive substantial financial aid. Our budget is is right at around $5 million or so. And 93% of that is donation funded. And it's been that way from the very beginning. So that just shows God's grace and, and, and his love for the organization and how he provides. But it's also much greater than that. I think you had mentioned earlier about segregation academies. Yes. So we've got partnerships with 15 different independent schools across Memphis. So when we started early on, we had reached a point of, are we going to expand into eighth grade? Are we going to continue to grow? 
And at that point, we hadn't decided what we were going to do. So we started sending children. We were at a, really at an inflection point where are we going to send our children once they leave us to public schools? Are they going to go to private schools? We've invested a whole lot in these kids. We just can't send them out anywhere. So we partnered with two independent schools early on uh, because we weren't fully built out yet. And the model has actually grown now to where we have what's called the New Hope Scholarship. So once the children get into sixth grade, that's where a lot of the real magic also happens. So we believe in parental choice. Okay, We don't want a, a child to have to go to the neighborhood school just because that's where they live. So through the New Hope Scholarship, Really starting at grade four, we have what is called the Alumni Scholarship Office. So we've got five individuals. Their main job starting at fourth grade is to begin to have conversation with families about their child's aptitude, academics, what they like, what they envision for their child, short term, long term. Those uh, conversations continue through fifth grade. And they begin to narrow down their list, entering sixth grade, of all the schools available to their child. And the Alumni Scholarship Office, they help the parents narrow that list down. But through the New Hope Scholarship, as long as the child performs well academically and, you know, they come to school, parents are involved, all of those things, we provide an $8,500 scholarship for a child once they leave us at sixth grade you can go to any independent school we have a partnership with, and you will always have that $8,500 scholarship all the way until that child graduates. Wow, Lionel. Now Isn't that I, incredible? Now I know, Amy, why you left TV. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I know. I'm just like, are you kidding me? This is incredible. I mean, the, the fact that God has blessed New Hope, even more so, let me just take it a step further, that God has put the right people in place to allow the Lionel Cables and allow yes. the donors owners and allow the members of yes. the board to get into the community and say, this is what we're doing. I mean, it, it's incredible to yeah. me. It's nothing short of how Jesus works. I mean, it's how he works, you know, yep. and and it's interesting that we talked a little earlier today. You know, the Bible talks about how God will close a door, God will open a door. And, you know, if we're not meant to be in certain places, if he doesn't want us there, he will put a mountain in front of that door. And I believe that wholeheartedly. So, you know, if God wants a child to be at New Hope, God wants a teacher to be at New Hope, he is going to remove all barriers for that to happen. But we have to work together as his servants, shoulder to shoulder, on the ground, be boots on the ground, to tell people this is what we're providing for you. This is how we're making the door open. This is what we want to make accessible. But with teaching, learning, and discipleship being, and I'm so glad you brought that up about discipleship, because sometimes when you start mentioning that word, people get a little hot under the collar. You know, they're like, oh, what are they going to ask me to do? What are they going to ask me to do? But the bottom line is, that's what God asks us to do. He asks us to be his hands and feet and to spread the word of the gospel and get out in those communities. And I often say that people, even though they don't live in a gated community, do you really live in a gated community? And they're like, what are you talking about, Amy? And I'm like, Is there really a little bubble around your neighborhood that doesn't allow you to get out and go to downtown Memphis or to Orange Mound or to, you know, to Frazier, to 381, different zip codes? Because if you're living in that bubble, in my opinion, you are doing yourself and your family a major disservice. Wow. That's a good word. And Byron, you know, New Hope, I mean, obviously we can't do it by ourselves. The independent schools we partner with, you know, over time, it has grown to be just really great relationships. So I'm really proud of them because Mm -hmm. you got to think about it. Independent schools 
technically were not built for underprivileged children. They weren't. Um, and oftentimes schools lack the support uh, an underprivileged child needs in order to cross the finish line. I mean, obviously, New Hope, we've been in the game for 25 years now, and our alumni scholarship office, they continue to support the children on those campuses. But I'm also proud of a lot of the independent schools in Memphis because their eyes are now open and they want to knock down those walls and they want to better um, support all kids. Um, you know, we've got a joke. If you don't like diversity, you're not going to like heaven, right? Yes. Uh, Amen. And, and the thing is, I think some of our partners are starting to realize that. Yes. Um, so not only is New Hope providing, you know, a strong Christian foundation and education for kids, but we're also opening the door of opportunity for children um, to really stretch their wings. But then I think I don't think we set out to do this, but we are helping other independent schools increase diversity. And that's key. That is key. That is um, so key. You know, we want schools to look like Memphis needs to should yeah, look. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, and something off of your website that really intrigued me was when you talk about the 215 plant varieties of the farm and forest spaces that cultivate an excitement for the outdoors mm-hmm. and students are getting involved. Tell me about this. Oh, it's so yeah, exciting. It's amazing. Um, yeah. It's about four acres. It's called the New Hope farm and forest. Uh, so it's about two acres for the farm and it's an actual farm. Yes. Uh, and about two acres for the forest. Vegetables, collard greens, we have watermelons. Bees. We make uh, our own honey. Make our own honey. Strawberries. I mean, you name it. What time yep. is lunch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? And yes, all, of the, yes. all of the things that we do grow, we try to incorporate that into our cafeteria menu. We've got one of the best. Uh, she's a chef. I call Candace her Howard. She's Candace amazing. Our, our, yes. Candace Howard. We have what's called Try It Tuesdays. So students are actually involved in the produce? Oh, and absolutely. Oh, yes. um, so each year, um, there's a specific grade that will plant something, and their job is to tend to, um, you know, what is planted. So we, we're blessed to have a, full, a full-time horticulturist. David has been with us for quite some time. Now, the farm and the forest itself, it was the vision of Mary Leslie Ramsey. And is um, it on the same property? It's on you? the same property. Oh, okay. uh, it's across the street. So we were gifted, I want to say it was land from Habitat for humanities. And it was, uh, I'm not going to say a wasteland, but they couldn't build anything on it. So they actually just donated it to us. And one day, Mary Leslie was walking through our parking lot and, and it just, just hit her. She said, we need to do something with this land. And it was of the farm and forest. And it was her vision. It's been around for about six or seven years now. And it's, it's absolutely beautiful. The play space inside of our forest uh, gives kids the opportunity, especially children who come from neighborhoods where, you know, they may not go outside to play or they may not have access to playground equipment, things of that nature. They can go outside and they can just safely play down in that forest. Uh, There is a bird watching observatory. Mm -hmm. We've got playground equipment down there, um, areas designated for our our three-year-olds. I mean, you name it, it's there. Now, the more educational space is our farm. So not only are they growing uh, vegetation and just different varieties of plants and flowers, but classes are held there as well. Um, oftentimes, David, he'll, he'll partner with the teachers and they'll go out there and they're going to study some type of plant or an herb of some sort. But then I think it also goes back to showing kids how good God is um, and just really understanding his creation. Right. The fact that you can put seed in the ground um, and then something is going to blossom from that. 
So we really take advantage of that. We also want to give back to the Fraser community. Yes. Um, so we have um, it's our first produce. produce. Mm-hmm. It's our um, like a farmer's market. Name. It's, it's kind of sort of farmer's market. sort of yes. Uh, but we don't charge. Uh, so it's really it's for families. Pay what you can stand. So we'll harvest all of the vegetables that we grow. And specific times throughout the year, the Fraser community or anyone, you mm-hmm. can come to our pay what you can stand, and it's literally that. You can grab it for free or you can donate if you'd like. The part of Fraser we're in is a food desert, fresh food yes. desert. So oftentimes the produce that they get from us, they enjoy yeah. it, but <laughs> it's provided to them. And it's wonderful because David will even throw in a, a tip. There's a gentleman that lives in Fraser that comes to get gardening tips from David. And, you know, it's so interesting because doing what I did for 30 years in the news business, you know, they teach as much as they can in the classroom. But let's be real. Getting that hands-on experience Mm -hmm. is invaluable. And this is a learning space for Mm -hmm. these children. Mm -hmm. When they go out and they see, for for instance, we have banana plants. When they see how those grow, and I didn't even know, loofah gourds, the loofah sponge that we see, you know, that Mm -hmm. some of us enjoy when we go to a day at the spa. We have a loofah plant Mm -hmm. in the garden. And so when children see that, it's wonderful yeah, to see yeah. their little faces yeah. light up. Wow. And our Candace Howard, who runs our lunchroom, she uses the herbs, the mint and the basil. Right. And the pear. we have two uh, Asian pear trees that are mm-hmm. unique to that space. Mm-hmm. So she uses those. For instance, a few months ago, she created an Asian pear tea with basil. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I don't even know that you get that at a nice little boutique spa in L.A., but you get it in Memphis, Tennessee. Well, I went to Kingsbury from elementary school to graduation. I don't remember one time. Did you ever get meal. that? I never had a meal like that. Yeah, I didn't either. I did <laughs> not. No, me either. Me either. Well, guys, we're going to have to say goodbye. I hate to. The time has mm-hmm. slipped on us, but I want to go back to one quick thing because you mentioned if you were interested in getting your student at yes. New Hope. Mm-hmm. So what can friends do to learn more? Come maybe for a school visit? Absolutely. If they are interested in learning more about our school and even our history, um, I suggest going to our website. It's newhopememphis.org. It really is the best kept secret in Memphis. We love kids. You know, obviously we love Jesus and we want to give back to Memphis. That's the ultimate goal for us is to graduate our kids through education and the gospel, change their circumstance, have them come back to Memphis and give back. That's just really, really important to our mission. Oh, I love that. Amy, I'm so glad we got reconnected for this. Oh, it's so this. wonderful. And, you know, I want to mention, I know you had Bartholomew Orr on a few yeah. weeks ago, the flying pastor. We yeah. love that. That's another thing. We want to team up with churches. Right. We, we want to team up with churches in Mississippi and Arkansas. We want to team up with you. So I'm just thrilled. And you know I wouldn't reach out if I no. didn't feel very no. passionately yes. about it. So mm. feel free to reach out to me, too. How can they do that? Oh, gosh, I'm on Twitter. Thanks to my kids. I'm now following them on Snapchat and t- TikTok. So, yes, I know that's dating me, but I'm following them. So I'm all over. Amy Sparopoulos, you know how to spell it, and so I'm out there. I love yeah. it. Thanks so much for what you're both hey, doing thank you. for thank Christ's you. kingdom and allow him to use you through the ministry of New Hope Christian Academy. God bless you. Well, friends, thank you so much for stopping by on this edition of a program, Always Too Short. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Mid-South Viewpoint, on the air now for 36 years. Today's show is available on our website at botradionetwork.com and on podcast platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Music.